Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Russell Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis and I'm joined by the other one, Luke. Hello, Swift Nation, and a hello to you, Oliver Davis. How the devil are you? I'm just going to put my phone on to mute there because all of a sudden I've had loads of notifications come through. I'm good. That that was the first time I've said the other one, I think, on a podcast intro. It is, yes. How do you feel about that? Do you want me to leave that off the podcast stuff? Um, Yeah, I suppose it hasn't really made its way across onto the podcast platform, has it? It's It's more of a... A YouTube joke. So if you haven't seen it, Podswafters, it is uh, when we're at MediaCon, Rich Swan ran over to us and was like, hey, it's Ollie. Hey, it's Fakador. Hey. And then just hugged Luke and not said, and then Luke went, the other one. Because he clearly forgot my name. Yeah, and he went, ah, the other one. And, and that's, uh, so that's where that gag comes from, that hilarious confidence shatterer. <laughs> <laughs> it was a little bit. I mean, you said, because we've been recording Wrestle Ramble Extra this week um, for, Good our, for our Patreon. Good, show, Good show, Unbreakable 2005, doing a TNA pay-per-view. My era of TNA, loved it. We are an hour 40 into our record, and 40 minutes of that was pretty much just us talking about nonsense nonsense and how much we love tna back in the day day, um and uh what was the point i was going to make you were talking about that and you said like you and i bless your heart you were trying to be like man it's fine you were like you know you were away for a couple of weeks you know and it was just before MediaCon, so it's understandable that you might have forgotten your name because fakeador was there all the time it's an easier name to remember so i mean bless your heart but it's i'm the butt of the joke it's fine i'm i'm, oh. I'm third in the pecking order and that's fine but podcast domain that's my domain i'm yes. the podcast master it, i'm king round here king luke yeah podcast king <laughs> that's gonna be my next t-shirt i'm Cheap a po- pod. i'm a podcast master yeah. in the pokemon font i'm trying to think of better puns yeah but i'll come up with one well we'll we'll send that out to the swap nation i was trying to find some uh correspondence to read out i'm trying to do it across different devices that's why you could hear my phone buzzing at the start because i'm trying to do it on my phone as well as my laptop in this room where we don't really have a lot of um phone reception and or 
internet reception. I am looking for. I'm really getting excited now about the new office. Oh god, I can't wait. It's uh, it's it should be ready on the first of October. Might not be ready though, <laughs> uh, but th- no more than like a, a week max delay. If yeah, it isn't. But yeah, like I'm, I'm gonna go to to peek behind the curtain, folks. Gonna go to IKEA this weekend. Oh, so exciting. Get some office furniture because. It's just an empty two rooms at the moment. One's the office, one's the like the, the soundproof studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, talking about getting some new lights because oh, our current lights. light gets obscenely hot. Yep. We're going to get an LED one so it stays cool nice. in our studio room. And uh, yeah, I've, I've kind of enlisted my lady partner <gasps> as the the interior designer. She likes that kind of stuff. So expect... Expect wall gardens. <laughs> Expect lots of plants. Yes. Yeah. So on the, the subject of finding correspondence, mm. because you have now set me this task of, like, you've got to keep these intros and outros to 10 minutes yeah. each because you're a busy man. I'm a busy man. We can't just sit here and chat all day long reading out correspondence. I was like, okay, what I need to do is I need to find a short email. I just went through six emails. Every single one of them is multiple paragraphs. And I'm like, it's not really a choice. We've what- got seven minutes yeah, of the well, intro left. In which case, then, I'm going to read out... Um, well, I've got this email here from Ruben Johnson. And it's a Rusev Hay. And it is... Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten paragraphs long. Nice. Do you want me to read that one? Yeah, go for it. So this is from Ruben Johnson. You're, you're meant to be Podmaster. <laughs> I know, but you're the one who's all about keeping time and making sure we do things to ten minutes. That's my pitch perfect impression of you, by I the have way. Delegated that. That wasn't Ollie Davis speaking. That was me uh, doing an impression of him. Uh, so this one's from Ruben Johnson. Hi, Luke Brackets and Ollie. Just to remind you, I'm the podcast master. I've got a Rusev hey about a WWE Raw live event in Bournemouth earlier this year. I got to meet loads of superstars during the day of their event, which was set to take place at the BIC in the evening. I feel like we've had someone write in about that same event. Yes. Because I told my story about the guy who accidentally got re-addicted to crack. That's <laughs> Yeah. That classic podcast story is why yeah. people subscribe to this thing. Uh, I got photos with the show-off Dolph Ziggler and England's own Mark Andrews. They were both really nice blokes who stopped to take a photo. Dolph had just finished a Twitter promo outside the hotel they were staying at talking about the show. This was first on their two-week European tour. After standing around a while, the Riot Squad pulled up in a taxi, but embarrassingly, one of their cards got declined and they couldn't pay for the taxi. And they were awkwardly standing around the cab waiting for a WWE official to come out and pay the taxi man. When we asked for pictures, <laughs> they were clearly embarrassed and walked inside. Oh, that's rough, man. This is like um, the TNA, go back to the TNA, when the TNA Knockouts champion got recognized at a sunglasses hut because she was working there on the weekends because she couldn't afford to pay her rent. It could be an overseas travel thing. That's Sometimes what I would the say. the card company blocks the transaction. Because with some banks, you need to tell them yeah. you're going abroad and you have to do it a certain amount of time in advance. And in fact, actually, when we were over in Canada, we had told our bank that we're going to be in Canada for this amount of time. But after two weeks, they were like, you've been there long enough and just stopped our <laughs> card from working. Despite the fact we told them we're going to be there for two and a bit. They were just like, no, we're just going to stop now. So we had to like use the emergency credit card. It doesn't matter though, does it, Luke? Because it's all just it's all just zeros and ones that. <laughs> well, it is. The card, the card stopped us from using our zeros and ones. This is also from WrestleRamble Extra. You need to become a pledge hammer to find out that little rant I so have. So I'm I'm uh, 
slightly disappointed that the Riot Squad didn't turn this into an angle. <laughs> because if that was the Riot Squad I know from Raw, they would have spray-painted some slightly annoying comments on the cab. Or thrown coins at them. Yeah, or snipped off the guy's tie. Yeah, do, do taxi drivers wear ties? Maybe they're doing Bournemouth. Mine do. Uber XL over here. Oh, hello, mate. Someone's business. Uh, back to Ruben's email. Sasha Banks and Titus O'Neil walked past both very sweaty and were very rude to fans who were just trying to say hello. Titus O'Neil, dad of the year? That seems very surprising. They ignored everyone, and Titus, who was a huge man, pushed some guy out of the way whilst walking through the crowd of people. Although they get bombarded with people every day, the least they could do is say hi. Just a little high little wave of the arm yeah exactly uh i i mean it's like they got the gimmicks confused that should be the riot squad walking <laughs> exactly there. pushing people and titus's card getting declined <laughs> titus well declined oh nice uh this one seems especially for you nia Jax was incredible she stopped and spoke to every fan who asked for pictures she That's was my girl. she was champ at this point and she was spreading the message of anti-bullying and positive body image she is genuinely one of the nicest superstars let's just say wrestlers on the roster i have ever met Bobby Lashley was having a pint in a local bar. Not, what? Not with his sisters. Um, oh, and Woken Matt Hardy recorded a Twitter promo of his own down the Bournemouth beach. And Sami Zayn was hanging around Bournemouth Gardens in a hoodie and wearing a fa- that famous Sami Zayn hat. That must be yeah. the same like the other guy that we got the email about. It's almost like intersections. Mm. Like Storylines hitting into each other. Wait, so, th- so these bits he's describing, did he just run around Bournemouth finding these people or are these clips that were posted onto wwe's twitter account so bobby lashley was just hanging out at a bar having a pint having a pint having a pint like a bloody bloke who would have wrestled that day yeah we got it you'd have a pint after you wrestle in him probably oh well i I thought it was pre-show oh maybe yeah well where are we um no wonder he sweats I got to meet loads of superstars during the day. Actually, he was having a pint during the day. Crikey. Well, I I would with that booking. (laughs) He's there going like, what what a mistake. What an error I've made. Sammy's Uh, walking around with a hood up, hoping no one recognises him. Bobby's drinking his sister's storyline away. (laughs) I love my family. Uh, I went to the toilet in the hotel where the superstars, let's say wrestlers, were staying at because I'd been standing around for multiple hours now and we were starting to make our way to the venue for the event. Then all of a sudden at the bar, another one, was the big dog himself, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. Come on, guys, kayfabe. Drinking together. Uh, where are we? Uh, at the bar was the big dog himself, Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. And also on their way out of the toilet, I walked past AOP talking with Man- talking about Manchester United big fans clearly I don't, maybe that's what they're talking about you know when they just start saying random things mm-hmm. they're just talking about the, the football match they saw at the weekend about how great United are could be um, I walked past not saying hi or asking for a picture it was their private space in the hotel good work Ruben uh, I waited in the lobby of the hotel as all the superstars made their way from the hotel to their tour to two tour buses my mistake are out the back I saw all the superstars on the tour from Ember Moon to Elias it's a very small uh, breath yeah. there, really. From Ember Moon all the way to Elias. All of the WWE Raw stars who don't have storylines. <laughs> it wasn't like you said, from Alexa Bliss to Xavier Woods. Mm. Like, that's literally A to X. I couldn't think of one beginning with Z. Zack Ryder. Damn it, nailed it. Um, A1. <laughs> 
again, got, you've another... got some Wrestle Rumble <laughs> extra stuff on this show where people aren't listening to that, uh, which was quite unnecessary because it was literally thirty second car journey to the BIC. Uh, Two more paragraphs to go. We sat in the front row uh, of the event, and it generally was a good show. Fandango ripped off his shirt and spun it around and threw it to the crowd, and it somehow didn't go too far at all. I have the shirt. Wow. And oddly, smelt of vapor rub. What do you do if you get those shirts? I've always wondered. Frame them, I guess. Frame them, yeah, but you wouldn't wash you wouldn't Sell wear on eBay? it. No, you wouldn't wear it. That'd be weird. How do you list that thing on eBay? Worn, Worn by. Yeah. Well, I once knew a guy who uh, used to blow his nose into tissue paper and then would sell it online, claiming he'd stolen it from famous people. What? Yeah. Did And people bought it? Yep. Not like for a lot, like, you know, five, ten pounds a pop, but you'd be just for like... It's well, that's a hell of a markup <laughs> from a blowed nose into a tissue. Yeah, it was like it's Jennifer Aniston's used tissue. I, I saw her at a restaurant. I need to like, come up with a story. I saw her at a restaurant. She blew her nose and she left it on the table. And I stole it. Good God. Yeah. Smart businessman. Or creepy con man. <laughs> I think creepy con man. Yep. Uh, Roman Reigns walked around the ring at the end of the main event against Bobby Lashley, so he did have a match. And he stopped to Drunk. fist bump a little kid next to me and gave him his gloves that he wears to Superman punch everyone. The kid started crying and was super excited. Super excited. They're clearly, uh, it was your cousin, wasn't it? There clearly still are some Roman Reigns fans. I'm sorry this was a long-winded email, and I hope you enjoyed my Rusev hey. I'm from Bournemouth, guest, and I was shocked to hear that Ollie turned a Superman into a heroin hey. user one night. Hey. Shame on you, Ollie. That wasn't me. That was his own demons. <laughs> I've got another Rusev hey about meeting British Strong Style at a Rev Pro show if you want to hear about it. We absolutely do. I love the podcast and love hearing about people's Rusev hey's. Keep them coming. All the best, Ruben Johnston. What a tremendous email. I'm so glad we read that out. Yeah, I think that was just Ruben's account of his day. Yeah, I mean, it was that great. Was look, look at all the stars, the wrestlers he met on that day, though. And the gr- Ruby Riot getting a card declined. Bobby Lashley having a pint. He saw behind-the-scenes stuff of people filming their promos. Yeah, I like the I like the details. Yeah, yeah, good details. But we're now going to dive into the show. Uh, please do enjoy. We're going to be talking about the sad breakup of Rusev Day. Speaking of Rusev Hayes, and just how wasted of an opportunity that really was. And yes, on Rusev Day, no less. Rusev Day have broken up. What a shame. What a real shame. I said this in the review, but like, I mean, yeah, we've, this turn has been a long time coming. We all knew it was coming, but I can't help but feel sad that they just didn't do anything more with this faction. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's it's like Rusev Day are over in spite of WWE's booking. Yeah. This could have been, I think like, you know, in five, six years time, we'll look back on this and go... Oh, yeah, but Rusev Day, it was only ever like an eight-month thing. Yeah. It feels like such a bigger thing that was part of Rusev's career. But no, no, it was it was really sort of... And they weren't even properly together for all that time. No, exactly. Like, they had one tag team title match, like in sort of the early days when they weren't really Rusev Day. They were just Rusev and Aiden English. And then they had the match at Hell in a Cell. But that's more or less been about it. Like, they haven't really had... Like, I thought they were going to get into a feud with the Usos because you'd had Lana and Naomi there as well. There's lots of avenues that you could have taken this down. And they didn't really do anything. Like, it's just... Because, like, yeah, they just haven't really done much. It was right back at the start of the year when it was... I think it was February and there was the chance 
when Rue said they were the most over act in the company yeah. to just put the belts on them. And, yeah. you know, the Bludgeon Brothers weren't in the mix yet. Uh, I think it was late last year. I think it was the one, yeah, there was the Four Corners tag yeah. match, the one you're thinking of. I think of. That, was, that was February. Was it February? Yeah. yeah oh, yeah, I, thought it was it was, I thought it was last year, but I'm, I'm willing to be sure. wrong. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because it mean, was we, after the, the February SmackDown pay-per-view. Anyway, it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, that was like, that was the moment where they should have struck. 100%. And pulled the trigger. Yeah. And they didn't, they went for, of course, they were building up the Bludgeon Brothers. And it's kind of a shame we got this rather nothing Bludgeon Brothers reign mm. at the expense of what could have been a really over star-making tag team run for Rusev Day. So this was a well-executed turn and breakup. It's just, I'm not, I'm not sad because they've broken up. I'm, I'm sad because WWE didn't do more with them. It's yeah. the wrong kind of heat. That's it, yeah. They really had something with this team and they just opted to... I mean, and you could tell that, like, as soon as they put them together, they were sowing the seeds of breaking them up. They had no long-term plans for Rusev Day as an act. You know, they, when they brought Lana in, Lana was meant to cause dissension between two. It almost feels like they've started this story five or six times this year alone, and now this, now finally, they've decided this. We're going to do the. We're going to pull the trigger now. They are broken up as a team, and Aiden English is now a heel. And they never even were like. Yep, these guys are baby faces. Yeah, there, yeah. there was never a big, whole like presentation of yeah, they're the you like them, you love cheering them. They've got fun bits. They're baby faces. No, it's kind of been they were heels, then they were reluctantly heels, and and even now, like in the last month, it's there hasn't been that they've had this dissension thing going on. Yeah, they yeah they you're right. They never had that like baby face turn moment. And what a moment that would have been like to cap off an episode of SmackDown where Rusev Day came down to make the save for someone and you have this big baby face turn yeah. and a crowd can go crazy with their Rusev Day chance and you had something you could have done with it. But they they as I said like they never had long-term plans for it because it's one of these things again. It got over and they didn't want it to get over. So the idea is just like, well, let's just not do anything with them. And then eventually the chance will die out. It's the Zack Ryder effect. Mm. And that's crazy that that's still an effect, really, yeah. in 2018. Sure, it was a new thing back in the heady days of 2012 or whenever it was. Mm -hmm. But uh, really, acts getting themselves over should be leapt upon because it's... It, quite rare actually to get the crowd organically behind people in WWE well, and just this, this was an act like it yeah. and they, they really begrudgingly got behind them and so it yeah it never really played out yeah sorry I didn't mean to try and cut you off there but I was just going to say like talking about WWE and Smackdown in this sort of mould of man this thing is sort of getting organically over let's not try and push that you've only got to look at the main event of this show but they, they're kind of leaning into that and doing it. I don't the, think it's they Becky are. Lynch and Sharp. Yeah, I don't think they are because Saxton and Phillips, the babyface commentators, were there telling you the audience, like, this Becky, she's a horrible person. Mm. You are, like, don't cheer this person. She is the heel in this scenario. She was disrespectful to Charlotte Flair and she's bad. And you've got Corey Graves, the heel announcer, going, like, Becky's great. She's doing what she needs to do to be champion. And then when Charlotte Flair comes out, they're like, gosh, Charlotte's the best. She's just brilliant. She just wants to have, she wants to show respect, but Becky's so disrespectful. But the crowd didn't hear any of what Phillips and Saxton were saying. We're just like, Becky's the best. Well, just reacting to how Becky she is, is performing the best. because she's being a badass. She's the best. Insane, the word 
bitch. But we'll get on to that later. Yeah, so this uh, the Rusev Day narrative, of course, started in Hell in a Cell, where uh, Aiden sort of cost the team the victory by just not tagging him Rusev when he should have done. He sort of got too cocky. Uh, and here there's a backstage bit where Rusev has a match with Shinsuke Nakamura for the US title, and Rusev tells English backstage that he won't be ringside for the match because it was his fault they lost at Helena Cell. And Rusev and Lana walk away to prepare for that match, and English turns round. Thankfully, there is a handy producer there to vent all these frustrations to. That was lazy. <coughs> and vent he did. He talked about how Rusev Day wouldn't be anything without Aiden English, which, in all fairness, is quite true. He's the, he's the singer guy. I know, right? Um, and unfortunately, this stagehand sort of was like pointing over because little did Aiden English realise Lana was sort of still there and she was listening to everything mm. that he said. And then she said, I'm going to go and tell Rusev what you just said, the little snitch. So, so what do you think about... Uh, I think there are a, a less in-your-face ways of turning to a random, no-name WWE stagehand to, to convey that English is upset here. Well, you needed the... I mean, I was about to say, you needed Lana to be there to hear, but actually that didn't play off into anything, so you didn't really need Lana to be there to yeah. hear anything. So you I, I like the dynamic that provided, but uh, I just thought English... English is a good actor, but there are... There's only so much you can do with rubbish, and when it is... I don't uh, think it was as bad as you're making out. I just, no, it it's didn't not, bother it's me. It's not as bad, but it's, yeah, there, that, there, was, yeah. there would have been a better way to do that. Yeah, it didn't bother me that much. Well, anyway, Lana goes to tell Rusev, but she doesn't get there. She's just about to get there, and Rusev is like, no, I have to prepare for my match. Whatever you have to tell me must wait. And Aiden's like run in to try and stop Lana from telling Rusev, and uh, he... Like he's because he's focused on Nakamura and Rusev says, Aiden, would you do the honours? So English would go out and sing Rusev Day, and English looks so happy, and he goes, Of course, yeah. like of course, my liege. Yeah, it was so nice, and I thought, Yes, they're gonna stay together. Oh no, man! When he came out, and he was singing. You could almost see it in his eyes. Did, this did, is, did you? Yeah, I was like, This is the last time you're gonna get to do this. Ah. Uh. <laughs> well, hopefully he makes it English Day. Yeah, he should he, he, keep singing. This. He um, tweeted that out. Happy oh, English he? Day, yeah, mm. or Happy Aiden Day. Uh, so yeah, this this provided a really good dramatic layer to the Rusev Nakamura match, which I was already looking forward to. But then you had that added layer of tension of Lana knowing that English might not be on their side and kind of looking across to him and not being able to tell Rusev and seeing how English is reacting to stuff. I, I thought it was a very well-booked match. really was. I, I thought it was a really good match as well. I thought it was some really good action with Rusev and, and Nakamura. And you had English on the outside starting Rusev Day chants mm. and, and things like that. I, I generally thought this was really great. Nakamura doing his knee off the second turnbuckle onto Rusev on the apron. Some really great spots in this. And there was a point when there was a great near fall oh, off yeah. a Rusev kick and like, the crowd bought into it as a finish. It was Nakamura running with the Kinshasa, but Rusev... Oh, there was one the, before oh, that. Was there? there was one before that, and then that was the sort of the big finish to the match, mm. which was Nakamura tries to Kinshasa. He hits him with a Matchka kick instead, and then English, his bravado, he got too enthusiastic with his cheerleading, jumped up and told Rusev to crush. Rusev got distracted by this because he's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. And then Nakamura rolled him up and got the win. And 
English and Lana were very upset at ringside. So when Aidan jumped onto the, the ring apron, was that him getting just caught up in the moment or was it him costing Rusev the match intentionally? Oh, no, I thought it was caught up in the moment. I mean, that's what I've said in my review, but I'm, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I misread well, his actions. Well, what happened afterwards, Aidan gets in the ring and just clobbers Rusev with the mic. Yeah. The source of Aidan's power, the singing microphone, and just keeps on wailing on his head with it. You, the actual cube, the WWE cube, broke. Yeah. I've never seen that before. And he says, happy Rusev Day, and he walks away, and Lana's mm. screaming at him to, to stop and get out of here. I did think I, this might be one of the first times I've ever seen the person who caused the distraction is the one that turns heel. Usually, like, it's the wrestler gets so frustrated with their manager that they turn on them or their tag team partner. Well, that's why I think Aiden intentionally cost him. Yeah. He'd already made up his mind. Mm. I saw someone say that on Twitter, actually. Yeah, you mm. could almost see... But actually, I thought they also said that English was beating him up, but you could tell in his eyes he didn't want to do this, but he had to do it. Oh, because Lana was going to spill the beans anyway. Mm. Yeah. So it's, you know, that's a very fraught emotional story, but it would be so much better if Rusev Day did have this long friendship without all the problems in the past and, yep. you know, stop and start breakup storylines. And uh, I d- this does, I thought this was a good angle, though. Yes, it's, I thought it was good. It's an isolated yeah. incident. This was very good. Um, but I th- it's not promising for English. I can't see English having this long push afterwards. Well, no, I mean, this is going straight to the pre-show mm. of, you know, Super Showdown or, or what have you. And, um, yeah, I can't see English getting too much out of this either, which is a shame. Yeah, and stats fans... Oh, wait, I've got the wrong... You've got the wrong calendar, calendar open. open. I saw you open up this calendar yeah. in preparation well, for this. I, we, we were just chatting earlier in the week, and I was like, I was looking at my calendar of stuff to do. And it's I was a like, week tomorrow. It's a week today. Yeah, I was like, what, what? Why have I got Rusev Day on the 26th of September in my calendar? And I, just, and I clicked on it and said annually recurring event, and it was something that I had put in my calendar a year ago. So 26th of September, today's the 19th. It was a week out from being the the, anniver- the first anniversary of Rusev Day when Rusev came out after the Randy Orton match and he beat Randy Orton and the mayor of wherever... Blogdiv or whatever it yeah, was. ...declared Rusev Day a national holiday in Bulgaria. It's where Rusev Day was born. Yeah. And, we are, and there we are. And actually, I wonder if Aiden's promo next week is going to tie into... We've just passed the one-year anniversary mm. of Rusev Day. I mean, why not save the breakup for <laughs> next week? Because Super Showdown's in three weeks, man. You've got to cycle gotta, through these yeah, things. Priorities. Yeah, exactly. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices 
down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. The show kicked off with a Becky Lynch and Charlotte video package, which shows how much they're really pushing this as the main event storyline. It got the main event slot uh, in this show. Yeah, I'm I'm enjoying how how much they're making this feel like a big deal because yeah. it is a big deal. It is a sometimes deal. WWE just drop it down the card, put it in the middle of the show. Yeah, no, I'm really yeah, thumbs up. Yeah, but the first segment was Miz TV and a mystery guest, and you said on the podcast outro yesterday, which is exclusive to podcast subscribers, and it's totally free. So go and subscribe to the podcast version of this show. And you should listen to it anyway because it's got great other features on there like Poetry Corner, Wrestling Confessions. And you'll be happy to know we finally had some submissions in for your Creator Wrestler feature. Yes, which might be ripping off another show's feature. Which all of our other features appear to have done. It feels like someone's already done it, but I don't know where. Yeah. Uh, But yes, you said it'll probably be Maurice for this mystery Ms. TV guest. Yeah. It was. And it was. It was Maurice. Uh, how flat was the start of this Miz TV segment where he looks to the, the screen before I'm going to introduce my mystery TV guest? I've got a big announcement to make. I'm going to face Daniel Bryan for a championship opportunity at Super Showdown. And they had the graphic that appeared on screen. A graphic that was posted by WWE a month ago. Yeah. But, oh man, tell that to Phillips and Saxton and Graves. They'd never heard of this news before. They were like, this is massive news. This is big. This is a huge announcement. I'm like, yeah, that you made a month ago. It's been shown on TV. It's, yeah, it's, the crowd were dead. Miz is, even Miz, who is the ultimate corporate man, he can shill anything. Even his heart wasn't in this. It's so weird the way they've done this. Well, it's because WWE are in this thing now, especially for these glorified house shows that they're doing, where you announce the matches and then make the angle to set them up. I get that you want to sell tickets based on matches that are going to be at the card, but... But I thought WWE was the, the draw. Wasn't, isn't that what they uh, keep yeah. telling us? It's not the matches and the stars anymore. It's the brand. I just... 
it's, you can still sell tickets three weeks out. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, and anyway, this is very flat. But then Miz reveals it is Maurice, and Maurice comes down to be the guest. And I thought this was a this was a really good segment. I thought it was yeah, I thought it was good as well. They sort of um, Miz was interviewing Maurice about how Brie Bella's rubbish and everything. No Brie Bella on this show. And uh, Maurice announced yes. that. And Maurice announced that she's not going to be on SmackDown Live moving forward either. So perhaps our prediction of Maurice versus Brie Bella at Evolution isn't coming to pass. Uh, the reason she's not going to be on SmackDown <gasps> is because she's off to become the best oh. mother in the world again. Yeah, she's mother of the century. Yeah, and uh, this this was where my favourite line happened because I, I I was enjoying it, but it was just it was just fine this segment. But then uh, Miz said, oh, "What was the line that the the." Bree wasn't into Brian anymore. Yes, she was. Uh, she's only married into Brian because she thought he was going to yeah. be this big, like WWE champion, and now he's not. And he had to retire. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. I thought that was a real good shoot line that should have not a shoot line, like, but it was. It yeah. really played off real life, and it felt like genuinely nasty. Mm. Uh, where you kept, there's no way you can side with Miz and Maurice in yes. that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I thought it was a great one that should have probably been saved for a go home angle. Here it was kind of buried in a larger promo, but uh, Miz did his usual excellent heel stuff where he said, "Don't boo my wife." To <laughs> yeah, the crowd. And then because the crowd kept booing as you would, he then challenged Daniel Bryan to to come out, and Bryan did, and uh, they got into a bit of a scuffle. Bryan said, "Don't you say anything nasty about my wife." And they got into the ring and a bit of a scuffle. And Brian drop-kicked Miz, but Miz landed into Maurice. And everyone went down, and Brian was almost Johnny Gargano-esque, being like, oh no, what have I done? What have I become? Miz is cowering over her. They bring out the stretcher. And then all of a sudden, Maurice just stands up. Smiling. Smiling. And Miz tries to hit the skull-crushing finale. Brian fights out of that, and he throws Miz into Maurice for real this time. And they both fall out the ring, and they escape up the ramp. Yeah, why do they keep doing this angle and never follow through on it? Why yeah. can't why can't Brian or the Miz genuinely hurt one of their wives and then they they're like, oh no, I've gone too far in this blood feud. This know, is man. the second time they've done it. I was going to say, and you they were, did it twice here. You were so into that spot last week as well when when Brian was thrown into Bree and Bree went down. And they were like, oh no, what's happened? You were like, they're definitely going to play off of that at Hell in a Cell. I was like, I don't think they are, mate. So what is the point of adding the wives into this storyline? To it elongate was just... the feud. We've talked about this. It was to artificially extend this out. But at least make it tie into a larger feud to progress the story. Right now you've had a singles feud and then that's come out into a feud with the wives and the idea then would be to use the wives as an angle to set up another singles match but that's not what they've done they've just gone back to the singles match I ah uh, yeah it's a it's a it's it's a it's so frustrating because it's so easily done yes. it's just like a, a simple tweak and it makes everything a lot more layered and complex but they, they haven't done that. But I did enjoy this segment. <laughs> I enjoyed this segment as well. And then backstage, Brian was being interviewed by Kayla, uh, and he called Miz a coward. And I can't believe they tried to stage an injury. And I did like this line where he said, not only am I going to punch Miz in the face, I'm going to punch my ticket to the WWE Championship. Mm. That was a good line. Yeah. I, I'm looking forward to Brian being in the main event. So you think he's going to win then? If he doesn't. If he doesn't win, that's just... Brian needs to be in the main event now. Now that this Miz thing is coming to a, a close. 
Uh, God, if they do a double count out. <laughs> uh, there was also the New Day walking around backstage dressed like Steve Irwin because Australia. Mm-hmm. Finding the New Day annoying at the moment. Well, I mean, I said in the review, I thought they were on the right side of obnoxious okay. this week, mm. but... Only just like it was line. it was a fine line because like so they came out in these sort of wacky costumes and the bit that I liked was when Big E started doing his Australian accent and they were like that's not a very good accent at all and he just offhandedly went the Iconics told me it was fine <laughs> so that was really funny but then they got in the ring and started making fun of Cesaro's nipples and that's when you start to cross back over that line again New Day you need to stay over on this side. Uh, this yeah, so this was Cesaro versus Kofi Kingston because they're building to a match between the New Day and the Bar, and it, quite a short match really because most of it was in the commercial break shrink shrink screen. Yep. Uh, cool. I've, I've written here cool looking tummy springboard moonsault from Kofi. Yeah, it's more of a, it's, yeah, yeah, like somersault thing. Yeah. yeah, it was cool. I mean, I was more into Cesaro's uppercuts yes. and his like big gut wrench off the top rope. Um, well, he tried to in the Kofi hit a tornado DDT. I thought it was actually a lot of fun. And like the the two minutes of wrestling they actually got to do because it wasn't in commercial break. I thought it was good fun. And Cesaro hit the gotch neutralizer and won. Yep. I thought it was a thumbs up. Uh, then we got the the first Rusev Day breakup bit. Uh, backstage. Then we go. <laughs> oh, well, let's talk about this segment. Well, I like this. I segment. loved this segment. I thought this was amazing. But it was, it was weird. It was so creepy. But I was, but it was brilliantly creepy though. Like it yeah. was intentionally creepy and unnerving. And I, I genuinely thought it was very effective. Allegedly, I, I felt like I had to keep saying allegedly in my review. Well, that's it. Like, it's it's a good segment anyway. And it would make me feel, ooh, that's creepy. Randy's really, like, kind of snapped into this darker place. It's Randy Orton we're talking about. Yeah, but with the <laughs> allegations that have resurfaced in the last couple of months, it just adds a, an uncomfortably weird layer to what should be a different kind of uncomfortable. Yeah. So what Randy did is Randy went to the production truck while some, <laughs> someone is editing footage and he wants this this editor to bring up images of... And actually, I thought this explains how they get their their video packages done yeah. to then show when they go out to the ring. I thought Randy was going to come out to the ring and show, uh, show it. And I was like, finally, they're explaining to Wally Davis because they watch this show. We know mm. this. They're going to finally explain to you how they get these video packages made. But anyway, he wants to like look at these images of uh, him sticking the screwdriver in Jeff Hardy's flesh tunnel at Hell in a Cell, and the he's like almost massaging the editor. I mean, I said yeah. in the interview he was getting off on these images, and he's like massaging the editor's shoulders while doing it. And the editor's like, "Yeah, that that hurts a little bit." And he's like, "Oh, oh, is it, oh, does it hurt? Does it?" And then he just grabs him by the face and makes him look at the screen and be like, "Does that look like it hurts? Does it?" Ooh, that looks like it hurts. Yeah. And then has this great it's good. <laughs> and then has this great line where he says, What I did to Jeff Hardy will pale in comparison to my next victim. Yeah. Great. This was I thought this was terrific. But as you said, also had that little layer of uncomfortableness with all the allegations going against him, allegedly. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that was you're right, that last line was the real money bit because this was this was good character stuff to get Randy over about how sick he's become in his new heel persona. But the fact that he goes, my next victim, that suddenly made me interested and excited to see where he's going to go next. Yeah. And that's really what you want in a, in a week-to-week wrestling show. Not just cool stuff in isolation, but stuff that makes you excited about the next chapter, that these kind of mini cliffhangers 
that snowball throughout the show makes you want to tune in next week. Exactly. Uh, so, yes. Yeah. Who do you think it's going to be? Well, the rumor was Rey Mysterio, right? Like, okay. I wonder if they're going to build to an angle because this was shown 996, so we're not too far off now from SmackDown 1000. I think they've already said that the Rey Mysterio will likely be at that show, and maybe that's where they'll start the angle. Rey comes out to do his big, like, I've returned to SmackDown, the show that I made good, like, fun to watch in 2005 and 2006. And then Randy comes out with a screwdriver and, like, you know, starts poking through his mask. Or in something, the eyes. Like, yeah, in the eyes or something along those lines. And that's going to start their feud uh, to lead until the end of the year. It's it. It's, it's, this is good. That was just um, the rumour that it was going to be right. I don't know if it yeah. is. I... I so I guess Randy is going back into a legend killer gimmick if he is going for these sort of WWE icons. Well, I'd like to see him do for the next couple of weeks just to keep that plate spinning as if him yeah. attacking fan favorites. So maybe like R-Truth, who's like quite over at the moment, mm. him doing like R-Truth just comes out for a segment, Randy just comes out of nowhere and starts doing dastardly things to him. You could do it with Ty Dillinger, but he's not quite as over as he once was. And, you know, then pick someone else for week three. That takes us into Super Showdown. Then you can do SmackDown 1000 yeah. after that. Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Uh, then Thanks, we, man. Then we got AJ Styles backstage with with Braxton again. Kayla was all over this show. So she's officially... She's got the call-up. ...main roster promoted now. Exactly. Uh, Good for her. Poor old Kathy Kelly, though. Always left down. Always the bridesmaid, never oh, the bride, poor Kathy she's Kelly. She's got way too much charisma. <laughs> she's way too naturally likable and not enough of a robot. Yeah, it is true. Yeah. Kathy's very good at her job. Kathy's like Renee level of, of uh, sort of just, what's the word, where you just like someone, naturally likable. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe she'll replace Byron Saxton on the SmackDown commentary scene. Mm. Uh, so AJ Styles was in this interview, and... The big, like, I was really interested in to see where this feud would go next after Helena Silk. She had this great finish where Samoa Joe has AJ in the Kakina clutch, but AJ sort of pushes him back and gets a pinning combination on Joe. But just before the three count, AJ taps on Joe's shoulder. So he really lost the match. And I thought, well, you know, AJ's a baby face. Is he going to say, hold my hands up? I'm going to, you know. The title is now in limbo, and the next time we face, we'll decide who's the winner. He didn't. He, he said in this interview, he said, well, sometimes you get lucky, and sometimes karma bites Joe in the butt. Yeah, he said that because Joe had been such a bully to AJ and his family, it's just, it's karma getting him back. And I'd, I'd said in the review that I was a bit disappointed that they didn't play up on anything from that. But then mm. I, I did say, we've still got a couple of weeks before Super Showdown. Maybe we can do something in that time. But I would say that sort of like in the immediate, you would want to capitalize on such a great and inventive finish for this storyline. And it, they just, they didn't. And it was really weird that they didn't. It was, a very it was almost like it was an accident. Yeah. And, the, and then he goes, well, you know, in Australia to fix this, it's going to be no DQ. Which still makes no sense to me. I've seen a few people say online it makes sense. No, it bloody doesn't because the same finish can happen. Because that's what I mean. Like when people go like, of course it's no DQ. It's a blood feud. I'm like, yeah, but if you're Samoa Joe, the same thing could happen again. Yeah. You give him the clutch and AJ could tap out and still miss the three. He still wins. Joe still loses. It's not a logical build. Yeah, no. The idea is at something in one match will logically build to a stipulation in the next match. Like, if the, the Hell in a Cell match had been a no-DQ match built off the SummerSlam match, that would have made sense there. And then you use that finish to build to the submission match at Super Showdown. Yeah. Oh, I'd love a submission match. That'd be great. Calf Crusher versus Kakina Clutch. 
battle of, of the, the c- double yeah, C's, the, the alliteration C's. But yeah, this is. Uh, I felt though that you know all those nitpicks aside, that the promotion for Super Showdown was a lot more organic on SmackDown than it was on Raw. Despite the fact that they announced it. Uh, yeah, yeah the, that, the, that aside. The, those bits, yeah. So it wasn't like, here's a... It, Raw felt very in your face, and it was also split with Crown Jewel and uh, the... Oh, yeah, it was just Crown Jewel, wasn't it? With yeah. the Undertaker stuff and the, the triple threat. But this didn't have... This was only Super Showdown. I yes. thought it benefited a lot from that. Yeah, still no word on what this World Cup is. Mm. I mean, I'm guessing it's just a like round-robin... Elim- well, not even round-robin, just be an elimination tournament. All in the same night? Yeah, to crown the best in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. With a trophy. <laughs> uh, then we got the Rusev Day stuff where they had the Nakamura match and the sad turn. But then we got... Oh, man. Easily the best match of the week in terms of TV. So... That's just between so Raw on Raw and SmackDown. Yeah. 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 yeah this, was, this was a really good match. AJ Styles versus Andrade Cien Elmas went through two ad breaks. Yeah. Really good stuff. In fact, my only... Notes as a in a negative column for this match, which I thought was just terrific, and I thought both guys worked it really, really well, is that part of the heats from the match happens during the commercial break, mm. which was they talk, like Phillips explained it on commentary, but it's like show don't tell, because this was also during one of the non-shrink commercial breaks. It was just a, a black screen commercial break when you know, adverts came up, where AJ Styles had the calf crusher on Almus mm. for a long time, and that's why Almus was selling his leg. For the last third of the match, like, if, and if you miss that one line of commentary, then you're like, "Why is he selling his leg?" And it's just, and it's, and it's the unfortunate of doing things on TV, especially did it with SmackDown, where they love to separate things out by ad breaks. But it did make me want to see a pay per view match between the two of them, where there would be no ad breaks. Yeah, this is their second encounter uh, with with a couple of months between between them both so far. But yeah, it was. Yeah, Almas is selling of his knee. So good, was really, really. Yeah, good. it was great. Uh, and like, I would just the, like to have seen it. There was a point where I, I thought, is he legit injured? Mm. And it really played in, and it protects him in defeat. Eventually, AJ hit this amazing oh, Styles Clash wicked. reversal. Yeah, so like Almas goes for the Hammerlock DDT. Styles double legs him. Jack knifes himself over for the pin, but then flips himself over and in the same motion lifts up. Almas into the Styles Clash. Yeah, yeah. That was a wicked finish. It was so good. I, I mean, I said this in the review. I, it's a shame that they've done nothing with Almas since he came up to the main roster. He's just had good matches. He had good matches with Rusev. He's had a good match with a good couple of matches with Brian. He's had good matches with AJ. But he's had no real storyline. That one with Sin Cara doesn't count. He's just no, had no real sort of storyline. And I just think that with Andrade in the main event mix, and then you've got AJ. Andrade, Joe, Brian, Miz. You got that's five guys right there. That you're like, man, you could build such a solid division around those. Totally. On paper, it's very good. But we said the exact same thing after the trade, uh, the draft earlier this year, yeah. where we're like, oh my god, SmackDown! You've got all these guys. This is going to be like an amazing three-way feud with AJ Naka or four-way AJ Nakamura, Joe, Brian. Those are your four guys, and you just build SmackDown around that, like the old SmackDown Six. But that hasn't really happened. No. Samoa Joe was kind of absent for a large part of the the start of this kind of post WrestleMania year. Nakamura and AJ were stuck in a feud, just eternally together. And Brian was wasted in a big cast feud. Yeah. So it's that yeah definitely like that's how SmackDown should be. And SmackDown's already a pretty decent show. It's easily the best show of the two. Yeah. Imagine if they 
really focused around their top group of guys. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so after this very good match, uh, Joe immediately attacks AJ from behind. But AJ gets the better of him and Joe runs off through the crowd. That's yeah. the big follow-up angle. Yeah, that, that's, it's a shame that's the follow-up angle to such mm. a good finish because that follow-up angle doesn't actually tie into it. But maybe it's that SmackDown thing where they just tell stories out of order. Yeah. It's like Pulp uh, Fiction. Yeah, because I... Suddenly you'll go back and watch this. You'll be like, ah, oh, so that's why he was there. Yeah. Uh, I, I got the sense that they're going to drop all the family stuff. Oh, 100%. They totally like dropping all the family stuff from uh, it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about the next match? Well, I mean, there's not much to say. Um, Asuka took on Billy Kay. Billy Kay took 95% of the match. Asuka got the Asuka lock and won. 95% of the match being 2 minutes 50. Yeah. This, about 3 minutes. This war wasn't much of a match. It was a bit of a pointless segment. And, yeah, they're having a match at Super Showdown. But it's like the um, Riot Squad and Bellas situation, where, like, Asuka and Naomi have beaten them twice now, so... There's no real drama. Like, they've got their revenge on Iconics. Why are we still... Why are we dragging this out further to a show in Australia? Apart from the fact that it's their home country, I guess. Which means they're losing. Well, of course, yeah. Who in their right mind would be excited for this tag match? <laughs> I just... And I love Iconics. Um, I love the Iconics. I think they're awesome. I love Asuka. I think Asuka is awesome. I really like Naomi. I think she's really awesome. This sucks. Mm. This is really bad. It's not as bad l as last week. It wasn't effing rubbish. Yeah, it wasn't awkward comedy. No, but it was still, it was pointless. It, it didn't need to be there. Yeah, and it's just such, a, such an uninspiring, that's my word of the week for WWE TV, uninspiring stuff as they build to yeah. Super Showdown. But what was very good, uh, I don't think I've got a single thing, bad thing to say about this. Absolutely not. Was Becky Lynch's title celebration. Now you said earlier in, in the opening bit about how WWE the commentators were framing Becky as the heel. Yeah. When, who, which baby faces have title celebrations? <laughs> I can't no. think of any. No, you you have a title celebration if you're a heel because yeah, yeah, they yeah. think she's a heel and they want her to be the heel because Charlotte's the baby face. But the crowd are just like, no, this is awesome. And yeah. Becky's awesome. And I mean, I, I kept saying this in the review. I was like, Phillips and Saxon kept telling us that Becky's bad, but the crowd cheered her like she was a badass because she is. And then during this, I'm like, why wouldn't you cheer her? She's so cool. Yeah. She's great. When she had like, she threw the title over her shoulder, Charlotte tried to... Charlotte said her thing, and Becky just politely stood there and listened and sort of nodded along, being like, you're saying a lot of rubbish here. And then she tried to say something. Charlotte tried to cut her off. She was like, no, 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 the champ is talking now. Yeah. And then she just kept saying, like, you said I was second best in the ring. This title says otherwise. Yeah. And she just kept saying all these things, and the title says otherwise. And I'm like, you're the best. <laughs> you're just the best. Why are you not, like, the, like, the pure baby face in this? You are, she is Steve Austin. She, yeah, in, in, yeah. I mean, she's not Steve Austin, no. but it's it's a similar character. That's it, yeah. yeah. But Steve Austin, and this is the thing: like Brian Alvarez is arguing to his dying breath on Wrestling Observer Radio and things like that that Becky Lynch is a babyface and that WWE are pushing her as a babyface. And she kept saying they're pushing her like Stone Cold. The difference is when they were pushing Stone Cold as the a heel character who was beloved by the fans and he was more or less a babyface the commentators kept reminding us that he's a babyface and the production and the company mm. said you are supposed to cheer this guy 
they're not doing that with Becky. They keep like try as they might, they are like no boo her. Yeah, and it's, it's not gonna work. It's a very reluctant yeah. push. Uh, I, I, I just thought she was really good. My favorite line, uh, along with the uh, the title says otherwise stuff, was Charlotte. So it's it's a title celebration. Paige welcomes Becky down to the ring. Becky. So, like, invite Charlotte down. She gets a "You deserve it" chant. Yeah, there was an uh, ama- sorry. There was a great line before she brings Charlotte out, where it was almost a parody. It was her like dig at Ronda's title celebration. I suppose Ronda had a title celebration. Mm. She had a dig at Ronda's, where she was like, "I don't need the whole women's division around at ringside. I just want one person." And and <laughs> she also said like, "I'm not going to be left off the magazine covers anymore." And I got a bit of a CM Punk vibe. Yeah. And when he uh, when he came back after his pipe bomb, he made all these demands like, "I want the movies." I want my face on the cups. And the ice cream uh, yeah, bars. Yeah, the ice cream bars, famously. So th- there was that anti-establishment awesomeness to tap into. And uh, yeah, so, so Becky then says, Charlotte, come out here. And Charlotte comes out and says, look, I'm not here to fight you. You were the better woman on that night. I'm showing respect. Yada, yada, yada. I'm the baby face. Yeah, but I will. I'm, yeah, I'm the humble baby face, but I will get the title back at Super Showdown. And Becky just says, like, she's got this big grin on her face, goes, oh, sorry, I stopped listening after you said I was the better woman. <laughs> and it's just so good. Because she's the best. <laughs> she's the absolute best. And then she's like, now put the title around my waist. <laughs> yeah. It's well, just that th- these, are, these are really, they're funny, badass lines. And all that needs, you don't need to change anything about Becky's character or performance. You just need... To, 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 like you said, stop the commentators and the company framing her as the bad guy in yeah, all this. Yeah, that is literally the only thing that needs changing. The, her promo, her performance doesn't need to change whatsoever. Just need to stop Saxton and Phillips and Graves and like the, the people doing the promo videos being like, oh, she's bad, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Just stop that bit. And you've, yeah. got, and you've got an absolute... You've got a classic on your hands. Yeah. This was great. Uh, I love Becky. So Becky... Ask Charlotte to put the title around her waist. Then she's okay. Don't do that. Just call me the Queen. And Charlotte, like disgusted, turns to walk away. And and then Becky says, "Bitch." (laughs) And Charlotte, Charlotte goes to attack Becky. And Becky beats her up and locks in the disarmer. And you're like, "Yeah, Becky, go Becky." And the commentators are going, "Just such a shame that Becky (laughs) sacrificed her friendship." For the top women's <laughs> title on the brand she wrestles for. Like Charlotte had this line in her promo. She was like, I just hope there is a fraction of my best friend left in whatever you have become. <laughs> what? The most interesting thing on this show? Yeah, I mean, she really is. And it, yeah, and the, the commentators there going like, oh, that's so disrespectful. I can't believe Becky would do this. It's like, While the crowd are going, yes, 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 one more time, one more time. Becky never really did anything bad. Sure, she turned on Charlotte and they, you know, she beat her up a bit and then, like, she beat her up a bit from the crowd. But they were building to a title match. Like, in kayfabe, why would, you know, why wouldn't you do these things? She, she stole beat, her spotlight yeah, at SummerSlam. And she beat Charlotte fair and square at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. So I really, like, to keep on bringing it back to, oh, but she really, you know, really ruined that friendship. What a meanie. Why wouldn't you for the top title? Oh. It is the most frustrating thing about this. However, on the positive side, this was a great segment. Oh, yeah, you know when we said I've got no (laughs) negatives. I I forgot about that rather fundamental large negative. Yeah. Uh, But, yes, 
Becky's awesome. Uh, very excited to see her all the time. Yeah, I mean, and she got the main event spot as well. And she was easily the most over person on the whole show. She mm-hmm. got a bigger reaction than AJ Styles did. She got a bigger reaction than Rusev and Nakamura. She's the most over thing on SmackDown at the moment. Yeah. And this was not a hot crowd. This wasn't a particularly hot crowd all night. But as soon as Becky's music came out, as soon as she was there, the crowd came alive and was super into her. I yeah. thought I think she's great. So you gave it a four out of five. Four out of five. I, I agree. I think it's a four out of five show. Good show, WWE. Well done, SmackDown. So I want to give a, a quick shout out to Josh Linnett. Uh, he got in touch with us a little while back. At least he got in touch with me on Twitter. Uh, he, he met Ronda Rousey in March and um, tried to get in. Like, he had a bit of a chat with her. And he tried to get a film a selfie thing with her saying support WrestleTalk. I remember this. And she sort of did, but sort of didn't at the same time because she didn't really know what that was you know and and she doesn't really say much of anything but he sent us the clip again just in case we wanted to use it on this show thanks josh thanks josh that's very kind of you to say and actually thank you very much i won't read out people's names we've had a lot of emails in quite recently of people who have been talking about genuinely tough times that they've been having in their lives but listening to the podcasters helped them out and you know we didn't want to read them out on the show in case you didn't want them to be read out but thank you very much we do read them and it really does mean a lot to us uh that you have sent these uh emails in um I'm going to read... We'll give you all a hug. One yes. day we'll round you all up. Absolutely. We'll give you a alleged, allegedly hug. Um, you're very lucky. I was just about to read an email here, uh, which is called An Opposite Wrestle Talk Get Better. And I was just about to read out that person's name. And in the first paragraph, it says, Do not read out my name. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> So um, yeah, I didn't want to give out my name uh, either to so just say vacant. Um, so I'm just going to say. Can we from, do that from now on? That's so a good rather, idea. rather than being from anonymous, it's yeah, from vacant. From vacant. Okay, so from vacant. What a hall of famer. Um, hearing people set out goals to try and achieve it made me want to do the same. But it's not like most of your goals that you have been sent. You see, nearly everyone that sent you mail is overweight, trying to lose that weight and have an athletic body. My problem is that I am short and underweight, but have an athletic body. I've been swimming for 10 years, but quit two years ago and have the body shape of an inverted triangle. I'm 170 centimeters, about 5 foot 5, 50 kilograms, 110 pounds, but wow. want to put on some weight, like about 10 kilograms or so. But I have anorexia and eat whenever I want. My eating schedule has been effed up since I came out my summer resort, which we stay at till late night and wake up at 1pm, skipping breakfast, going straight to sunbathe, drinking Monster and listening to Wrestle Talk. For the height aspect, I hope to grow a little taller as I am still 16, but I have not much hope. I mean, I think I probably reached my maximum height of 5'10". Mm. Yeah, probably around 16, 17, maybe, maybe 18. I'm still growing. You reckon? Yeah, yeah. I'm a scientific oddity. <laughs> still, I'm still growing outwards. Yeah. So that's my I, problem. I, I was, uh, I was five foot two last year. Oh, really? <laughs> you don't notice it. I mean, I I've, I've, I've known you now for like five years. I've never noticed I it. Creep up on it. <laughs> creep up on you. Um, as for the weight, I plan to do the opposite of a diet, to eat everything that I find in front of me, forcing myself to do the same, cut out the monster. Is monster bad? I mean, I imagine it's very oh bad because it's, it's yeah, full of taurine. Drink. They just banned it for kids. Yeah, I know, but like if you're trying to put on weight. Oh, okay. Well, you know, it's it's got a lot of caffeine and that's going to speed up your metabolism, which oh, you generally maybe, want yeah. to slow down if you're trying to pack on pounds. I told you this story, uh, I think we told it off mic though, about when I was at university and I had to make a documentary for my third year and I was obsessed with the documentary Super Size Me. So I suggested to my like tutor that I was going to do a documentary about the dangers of 
uh, of energy drinks because Ooh, I, I ahead of the time. because I saw a lot of people drinking them around mm. university and like they were sold in like the bucket load in our student union and like tuck shops and things like that. So I was going to drink nothing but energy drinks for seven days. You would have developed diabetes. <laughs> and I was going to go to like medical professionals and get them like on cameras and like find out what I was like at the start of it and find out what I was like at the end of it. Problem is at that time I was about seven stone. So it probably would have just killed me. Mm. Uh, and my tutor talked me out of it. Or turned you into a superhero. That's something we can... If I've learnt one thing from reading comics and watching superhero movies is that you can't write off near-life-death experiences. Yeah. Because... They could turn you into a superhero. Yeah, hasn't happened yet. No, um, you like that uh, comic strip I sent you of the uh, of Spider Man talking to an actual I did. spider. I did that very one. good. But anyway, back to this. Uh, back to vacant email. But the problem here is that I am scared of losing my body shape, athleticism, speed, etc. So I want to try and start Muay Thai, amateur wrestling, and wow. brilliant jujitsu, which he's called BJJ. Um, as I become proficient in English and have some time to do so. Some people told me that I can't do wrestling as I am small and underweight and the bigger guys will outpower me uh. but I will try it nether the, uh, nevertheless and he said that wrong there it's not about power, it's also about technique. Damn bloody right it is. Yeah. Oh, he's experiencing his own sort of WWE. Everything before CM Punk in WWE, yeah. You say, yeah, I mean, it still happens now. Yeah. Yeah, there's a reason why Daniel Bryan is not in the main event. Mm. He is small and he's got a beard. And Big Cass was, you know, they yep. tried. They tried, bless him. They wanted bless it them, to They tried. They really did want it to happen. Hey, Baron Corbin's in the main event. <laughs> it sounds weird for most people want to cut weight and I can't, but I can't, I want to put weight on but can't. Anyway, keep up the amazing consistent work and wanted to point out that even though I hate the recent WWE shows and pay-per-views, except for SmackDown Live, you should enjoy this show then, I love the pay-per-view week as we get nearly every day a new episode of the podcast, just in case I'm a pod swafter, and hope you do New Japan reviews as well, because most of us can't access the weekly episodes. I will inform you if any progress is made. That's from Vacant. Well, I uh, so so typically you call these people hard gainers. Oh, really? Yeah, and I I am one. I do, if I don't eat quite a lot, I start to drop weight mm-hmm. uh, quite quite quickly. Yes. But three years ago, I was I was on the dangerous end of underweight. Not dangerous end of underweight, but I was down near the bottom of that scale where they work it out with BMI. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought, okay, I'm finally going to do something here, and the surprise, surprise. The solution is having double the amount of calories that you take in in a day. And I, I'm not a big eater. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd, I prefer, like, I'd prefer to just not really have any hunger and just do loads of work and stuff. Yeah. But uh, there was a, uh, I mean, you can get. I can't remember the. It was called like Primal Monkey Monkey Super Juice, or I can't remember. But it is a a specifically weight gaining shake. Uh, this one was. 1600 calories with milk wow uh it was a it was a thick old thing but it tasted delicious and you have one or two of those a day and then your food anyway and if you're if you're doing the amount of training that you say you are you will gain fat sure and you will lose a bit of the definition but that's going to come anyway with with gaining more size so yeah look if you haven't already look into some specifically mass gaining Supplements. Yeah, because you still want to look like Mr. Speedy uh, from the Mr. Men books, mm. um, but unfortunately, you don't want to. You don't want to 
put on too much weight, I guess. Um, I don't even tell you. I mean, I, I mentioned it there when I was at university. When I got out of university, I was very, very thin. I was about like six, seven stone. My friend, uh, Rick, he was at my wedding. He used to be able to just lift me up with one hand above his head. Like a child. Like a child. Because I was like, I was 21, but I was, I was, I used to call myself skeletal because I, wow. I was like skeletal. Times. My mother was terrified. And I, that was one of the- Mothers do not like skinny sons. Absolutely not. Because um, I, I was living on a very healthy diet of baked beans and- and potato waffles that was just my favorite thing to eat with lots of hp fruity and um so when i got out of university i was drinking a lot of weight gain shakes and get this i was going to the gym a lot mm. because i was just trying to put weight back on and eventually i did and then when i was working freelance i put loads of weight on by trying to rid the world of big macs which is also my advice i would give to you if you want to put on weight big macs is the way to go get a, a large big mac meal and a double cheeseburger and whatever side they've currently got on that's that's my mcdonald's meal of what, choice a double burger oh yeah you've got you've got a double burger if you, you get a mac you have a big mac and a double cheeseburger. Yeah, you have a large Big Mac meal, a double cheeseburger, unless the McRib's on, in which case get the McRib as well. And then whatever special side they've got on, which is Good usually Lord. like breaded cheese. Wow. Yeah, and that's how I ended up being a bit fat a couple of years ago. So I, well, when I was in my, my weight gaining... Vegetarian now. Yeah, when I was in my weight gaining phase, uh, someone someone on the like on one of the YouTube videos put, well, he's putting on a bit of weight. <laughs> I've never, I never had that said to me before, <laughs> and it made me so self-conscious. Like I was like my chin, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't bend my neck, so I would, my chin would never go below a ninety-degree angle to my chest. Yeah, just in case a little double chin happened. Absolutely, yeah. That's for about what... three months, as before you joined, I was so rigid. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was my McDonald's routine. Like if you spent under ten pounds at McDonald's, you're doing it wrong. That was what, that was kind of like my rule wow. of things. Um, same with KFC. That you, is that is a way to to gain pounds, but also lose pounds. <laughs> Money sense. It was because when I was working freelance in 2014, I was not earning a lot of money. I was yeah. earning no pounds per month, more and or spending less. More and spending more, eating out all the time. Because I was going into London, because I was doing film reviews all the time, uh, and I, I was not earning a lot. Um, I think we might draw that to a close. Actually, maybe. See oh, how long, Luke. Uh, we, we're over. No, we're not. We are. Oh, it's we're... 23 minutes yeah, but the first... overall. Oh, yeah, I suppose you're about right, aren't you? Anyway, we'll, we'll call it a day there, shall We've we? business meetings I was going to look to see if there was a poetry corner to end on. We're going to need to go get our lunch anyway. I'm starving after all that chat about McDonald's. But that is all we've got time for. We'll be back on the Saturday show where we'll be talking about the biggest news topic of the week as well as crap gimmicks and your mailbag. Remember, if you do want to come see Wrestle Ramble live, we're going to be at the Prince Charles Cinema on November 13th, 2018. Tickets are available now. We have heard that there have been people who have gone to the Prince Charles itself to buy their tickets. You can do it online. It's fine. Travel down from wherever you are. London's a lovely place, and central London's even better if you're a tourist. And Prince Charles Cinema is just such a great venue. I had my engagement photos done there, and I, I love it. So we're very excited about the show. Please come and see it. We will speak to you on Saturday. Take care. I love you. Goodbye.
Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.